0: The show. Ah, andor approaches. Another trailer was released yesterday. Uh, We're not going to dissect the trailer because I didn't want to watch it more than once because I didn't want to pick up on anything that might, you know, spoil any surprises. There was one, but I don't think that counts as a spoiler in the trailer uh but we're going to talk about the show and why i'm excited see you in a minute hello everyone my name is Brennan marr that noise you're hearing is my ventilator and thank you so very much for tuning in to Page-Turners, They Were Not, my Star Wars podcast. And this episode of Only What You Take With You. When we talk about hot or controversial topics. Okay, folks, and or. Uh, First off, there is a different release date. The show now launches on September 21st. It was going to launch on August 31st, but they moved it. However, they did also announce that there would be three episodes, I believe, at launch. Pretty amazing. Um, so it's three weeks delayed, but we get three episodes why the delay i don't know probably a scheduling thing but uh so let's get that out of the way all right folks what is andor in case you're wondering well cassian andor is the secondary lead character of rogue one played by diego luna this show is about him before the events of rogue one obviously now let me just say this we know how and when his story ends in rogue one we know that and some people wonder why give this this show at all if there's no uh mystery and the character can't die in the show so there's no suspense or whatever and i'll say this it's about the journey not the destination i mean the destination a good payoff is always a good thing and yes we know that nothing horrible is going to happen to cassian or michelle at least nothing fatal (laughs) there's still so much we don't know and even if we know where his story is going it's still compelling to see how did he get there now we heard in rogue one Cassian said, i've been in this fight since i was six years old now we learned from some supplemental material That during the Clone Wars, his family fought against the Separatists. I'm sorry, they fought for the Separatists. But none of that mattered when the Empire took over. So they were actually on the other side of the Clone Wars conflict. But none of that mattered when the Empire showed up. So we don't know exactly how old Cassian is. Unless it's written down somewhere. So I'm going to just guess that he started fighting with the Separatists against the Republic. And then the Empire came along and he just continued his crusade. So we've seen in the the teasers and the trailers, what looks to be a very young Cassian... Seeing the Empire move in. So he's been in this fight, as we know, for a long time. Now the show is going to cover, I think, a large space of time, I think. Exactly how much, I don't know. Uh, Rogue One, of course, takes place right before a new hove. And this is years prior to that. It does make me wonder, how is this going to intersect with Star Wars Rebels? Because Rebels begins four years before a new hope. 4 or thighs, something like that. Rogue One ends a year before A New Hope. I'm sorry, Rebels season 4 ends a year before Rogue One and A New Hope. We know what the, that in 4 and 3 BBY, that's before A New Hope, the rebels were operating in in Star Wars Rebels the, the um specters, as they're called were operating independently. They then joined up with the larger rebellion later or maybe I forget exactly the dates but four v v y they were independent three to one B.V.Y. they were working Directly for the rebels. The way that it worked was that there were all these cells of resistance that were loosely connected by a figure called Fulcrum, who we later learned is a Sokotano. And then Mothma and Bail assembled everybody later. And officially declared the Rebel Alliance in 2BBY. Uh, how is this show going to play with that? I don't know. Now, if anybody's worried about canon, we have not yet seen an animated series contradicts a live-action series, or vice versa. Comics and books, maybe. Now, I'm going to trust that the story group is going to keep the canon secure. So in what way will this maneuver in and out? The rebels, are we going to see the Stectors? You know, I mean, are we going to see Hera? Are we going to see Canaan? I don't want to over speculate. Or rather, I want to speculate responsibly, but that would be kind of cool. Okay, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll discuss more. See you in a minute. Okay, we are back, and that was a message without anchor. A great platform if I do say so all right so we talked about how is it going to interact with rebels if at all um, we talked about the that it's about the destin- the journey not the destination so now let's get into some of the specifics (laughs) like i said the newest trailer i did not watch more than once and even then i watched a reaction video to that i watched john roca's reaction to it needless to say the outlaw is pretty excited but i don't want to know too much and so i don't know the trailers or teasers that well what i will say First off, I've got to get this out of the way. Anton Lesser. Who is Anton Lesser, you might ask. Okay. Well, he's Meister Kythern in Game of Thrones. Um, If anybody listening or actually watches it. He is also on the miniseries Wolf Hall about Henry VIII's court, which I highly recommend. Think of it as the Tudors only actually historically accurate and less um, nudity. (laughs) Just throwing that out there, if you remember the show The Tudors. I yeah, Wolf Hall is a very historically accurate telling of Thomas Cromwell, who was one of the King, one of King Henry VIII's closest advisors. His rival was Sir Thomas More. You know, a man for all seasons. Also, St. Thomas More. St. Thomas More is played in Wolf Hall by Anton Lesser. Anton Lesser also appeared in the show *The Crown* as British Prime Minister Harold Macmillan, Super Mac, they called him. Anton Lesser is a character actor that, you know, is a classically trained uh, Royal Shakespeare Company actor. He is playing a. I'm not exactly sure, he's wearing a white uniform, just like Director Krennic in Rogue One. So I'm assuming that he is, an, he is head of some imperial research or building super weapons or even involved Navy, and this is going out on the limb in weird cloning experiments to help the emperor cheat death. Like I said, they set that up in the Bad Batch, in Mandalorian, and in the novels. But that's going out on the wind. What it does look like is he is the head of some kind of, or at least involved in some kind of imperial project. And seeing him as either a Dylan or a good guy uh, hidden in the Imperial ranks. Either way, I'm cool with that. Also, Scars Skarsgård, oh my word. This man has been in everything. He's in the Chernobyl miniseries. He's in the Marvel Universe. At the NCU, is Dr. Selvig. He's in... Under October, he's in... Uh, the list is nearly endless. He's in Dune as Baron Harkonnen. He's gonna be in this show. Um... He's got a name, I don't know it off the top of my head. But it looks like he's heavily involved with the Redellion. Close with Mon Mothra. Speaking of Mon Mothra, Genevieve O'Reilly, who played Mon Mothma in some deleted scenes in Red End of the Sith, returned to voice the character on The Clone Wars and on Rebels, and returned in Rogue One to play Mon Mothma and here she is an imperial senator before declaring herself a rebel so she's got to maneuver the halls of politics very tricky one false move and people might suspect that is seems like the secondary main story that looks interesting. And also getting to see the Imperial Senate is going to be really cool. The uh, little uh, other pods with well, the Senate now have the Imperial Crest on them. Uh. And then, of course, let's wrap it up with Andor himself. What is Cassian Andor's life like? What missions did he go on? Who did he have to kill? Like he killed Tither. You know. It. You know. We know in Rogue One that he has done some awful things. What are those awful things? I want to know. Also, I must mention Sagarera. Of course, Whitaker returning as the great slugger era. Maybe we'll finally see his split with Ron Moffat, with the rebels. And then of course, just to, to kind of conclude, will we see Enthus Nest? If you recall, in Solo A Star Wars Story, Enthus Nest was talking about a rebellion and it wanted Han to come with them. Will she show up in this series? Erin Kellyman is everywhere lately. She was in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. She was in a DVC adaptation of the book Les Miserables. She's going to be in the Willow series. She's really having a day. So will she show up? I don't know. Like I said, I don't want to speculate irresponsibly. But I'll end with this: there is a comic book that explains how K2SL met Cassie Andor. It sounds like we're going to get in season two of uh, Andor. We're going to get. K2SL meeting Jesse, Now, is that going to retcon the comics? Maybe, but you know what? Like I said, if it's a cartoon or live action, I consider that more of a priority with the canon than the written word, Because sometimes those things are written years before the story is known. And you have to give the creators freedom to tell a story as it evolves. Anyhow, there's a lot of reasons to be excited about uh, Andor. For some reason, Anton Lesser being in the show makes me ecstatic with joy. His very calm yet commanding demeanor. Seemingly meek, but with a heart of steel. That's the characters played by Anton Messer. So we shall see what the future holds. We have a month and three weeks left. I cannot wait, and I'm sure many of you listening can't wait either. So those are my thoughts on Andor. My name is Brendan Marr that noise you're hearing is my ventilator. Thank you for tuning in to Only What You Take With You presented by page-turners they were not my Star Wars podcast. May the Force be with you.